Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. up and I can't even see it on the screen. Look at that. Didn't put on the jacket this morning. I thought that might be a little too much for you. Kind of freak you all out. But uh, we are here for the daily financial news. It is April 14th. And as we get started, we need to congratulate two folks for doing the work. Timur, congratulations. And Jason, congratulations. Both of your cards will go out in the mail today. Uh, as we get started with the daily financial news, it is fun to be right. Yesterday and the day before, we talked about the big banks reporting today. Right, J.P. Morgan kicked us off yesterday. Uh, we had many more banks reporting today, and I thought, kind of off the top of my head, that one of the banks would report poor loan growth. As I've said many times over the last couple of weeks. The Fed has broke housing. They allowed rates to go up too fast in too short a window. And sure enough, Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo missed top line revenue expectations. They did hit bottom line. This again, of course, is for last quarter. But Wells Fargo highlighted weaker than expected mortgage demand. Yes, folks, mortgage demand is already being impacted by rising rates. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo said loan demand is down 33%. Now, if we were to look at the big banks that reported today, Wells Fargo, Goldman, Morgan, and Citigroup, you would definitely look at Wells Fargo as the best representation of the American consumer. They are not really a trading entity although I'm sure they do some. They are not big in mergers and acquisitions, although I'm sure they do some. They are the American savings, you know, largest bank by savings, I believe. So again, Wells Fargo, as I pontificated, as I thought, already talking about lower mortgage demand. 33% drop in this, really, folks, is off the first half of interest rate rises. Remember, this is for last quarter. These are loans that closed. Most of those loans that closed did not see the last 100 basis points. Most of these loans that closed were still in the fours. Now we are in the fives and sixes. I believe every bank, including Goldman and Morgan and everyone, will be talking about the American consumer buying less. Remember CarMax talked about consumer appetite waning, sticker shock, needing something longer than 72 months. Now Wells Fargo telling us mortgage demand. Rates went up so fast, it is now sticker shock. We are now staying where we are at. We are not consuming on entities that need big mortgages. Cost of debt too far, too fast. So a couple of things on the earning front, and then we will get to my uh, misery index from yesterday. 
uh, again, Wells Fargo missed top line and uh, hit the bottom line. Goldman Sachs beat top and bottom again on trading revenue. This will become a theme very quickly. Morgan Stanley beat top and bottom on trading desk revenue. And Citigroup beat top and bottom on trading, uh, trading results. I have to ask, if Goldman, Morgan, and Citi all exceeded earnings expectations because of trading, what does that mean for the retail investor? Because if those three big shops won, somebody lost. And again, remember, Q1 was a rough quarter, right? Very up and down. We had the invasion. We had commodities go nuts. We had all of these things. So it is interesting for me to think about um, Goldman, Morgan, and Citi winning. I'm, I'm left thinking who lost. We should find out shortly. Yesterday, I did a, a video about the misery index. You can find it in my whiteboard playlist. I did that video because one of you asked for it. You said, hey, Michael, basically, I think the consumer is in worse shape than the global uh, great financial crisis, the GFC. I didn't know. So what I did is I went back and looked at the depth of the crisis where I assumed that the consumers would be hurting the most and where we stand today in April of 2022. And sure enough, we look in the consumer. That's what the misery index is. It's a consumer-oriented index. is worse today than the depth of the crisis. Many of you saw that video, got it, but many of you, many, many of you are like, that's not a fair comparison. You're being super selective, blah, 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 which I'm not. I'm just given the data that I was asked. Instead, you were like, you should compare 2022 with 05 or 06. All right, fine. It's not hard to find out. There's only two metrics to go look up. So here we go. The misery index for 2005. Unemployment, 5.2%. These are April numbers to be apples to apples. CPI was 3.5%. The misery index before the great financial crisis started was actually good. Anything below 10 on the score is deemed good or okay. So 8.7. Some of you wanted 06. Okay, fine. Unemployment was 4.7. CPI was a little hotter at 3.7 for a total of 8.4. Now remember, in the depth of the crisis, 2009, I think the score was like 11 or something. Today, April 2022, the score is still the same, 12.1. So it is still, the American consumer is worse off today when the economy is supposed to be raging and all of these great things. The American consumer is hurting and I don't know what people don't get. This is not, people assume I have a political agenda. I don't have a political party. I don't care. I think they're all crooks. I think they serve themselves. I don't pay much attention to red or blue, liberal or conservative. I think it's all battles that are unimportant for me and my family's income. So some people see me put out data, which is just data. And they're like, you're biased to this or biased to that. Nothing could be further from the truth. Because I really don't care. Really don't care. So other news that came out today, retail sales were up, but I would argue they were down. Remember, folks, nominal and real. I brought these to you months ago. We must, must, must look at this. Retail sales up 
0.5% month on month. Expectation was 0.6. We are decelerating from February, which was 0.8. All not good. What did I tell you to do with all of these metrics? Retail sales is not, not adjusted for inflation. So we got the number on Tuesday. CPI. CPI for the month was 1.1. So what are you supposed to do? Math. 0.5 minus 1.1 equals negative 0.6. Most of the retail sales growth was gasoline. You can't make this stuff up, folks. They want to make you think retail sales is doing good, and it is not. The American consumer is retreating. Not good, not good, not good. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, was there any good news? Hi, Sonny. One minute. I'll get you in a minute. Uh, was there any good news in the inflation data? Some people are pointing at the fact that core, which I think is a joke, right? Minus food, minus energy. Core was only at 0.3. I think that is a little misguided. A lot of that adjustment was from used cars. People are certainly hopeful that inflation or CPI has peaked. I don't know. We, we will hopefully see a better gas number next month, but I am not, not sure. Given that PPI was up 1.4% month on month or 11.2% for the year. So not good. James Bullard is out talking again, saying that the Fed has to, has to curb economic activity. Read induce recession. Again, I feel really good about a presentation I did on the whiteboard. You can find it in the playlist about 2022 and 2023, talking about what's to come. And I think we are in stagflation, heading to a recession. And I think James Bullard is saying the same thing. One sec, folks. Hey, little one. How are you? All right. We got Sonny. Who's, he's, Sonny just wants to be internet famous, I guess. Sonny, you need a sex tape or something. uh, That's the only way to get internet famous these days. So, uh, again, James Bullard in saying we have to get to neutral. Remember, the Fed talks in these odd words that really confuse folks. What is neutral? Neutral is not a number. It's at best a range. Right now, most people are pegging neutral at two and a half. James Bullard fully knows and admits that we have to go above neutral, which is what Paul Volcker taught us. Paul Volcker said, in order to beat inflation, you have to break it. You have to go above neutral. Uh, And many people go back and look at the 80s and think Fed funds has to go above inflation, which is frightening to think about. Bed, bath, and beyond, not doing well. Again, sales slumped 22%. Is that a bed, bath, and beyond unique thing? Or is that a bigger problem ahead? We shall see when other retail sales are highlighted. Wedding industry seems to be a big shot, uh, big growth opportunity this year. A lot of weddings were postponed the last couple of years. Uh, there's expected to be 2.6 million weddings this year. If that's you or someone in your group, congratulations. Where in 2019, it was only 2.2 million folks. So again, up from 2019 levels. Amazon is now adding a 5% surcharge to uh, many of their orders and their distributors uh, because of fuel costs. Again, Amazon adding a 5% fuel charge hurts 
buying 65,000 electric cars from Polster. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, part of me thinks that this order is just supposed to be headline grabbing and those cars will actually never be delivered or at least not in that quantity, but we shall see. Argentina, Argentina raised their Fed rate, what you and I would call 0.25. We're arguing for half a point raised at the, or at the beginning of May. They raised it to 47%. They had 6.7% inflation in a month. Folks, that is hyperinflation. That is hyperinflation. 11%, 12% a year is not hyperinflation. 6.7% in a month, that is hyperinflation. A lot of second and third tier countries are really going to suffer with what is going on. Food costs, fuel costs. We talk about in the US core and X core, food and energy is everything. And right now, most of the world is really hurting and unfortunately going to get worse. By my count, the U.S. economy really is slowing. See retail sales that we just talked about. Also, lower shipping, lower demand, lower truck, lower demand for trucks. Big trucks are often a sign of uh, expansion or contraction. And truck sales are expected to be down 23% this year. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Fed, uh, Fed, um, Fed President Christopher Wallace. I think he's out of S Chicago. I think I didn't write it down. Uh, he is saying we need multiple fifty basis point moves. He is calling for fifty in May, fifty in June, fifty in July. That'll shock the market a little bit. Chipotle CEO Chipotle has been a retail winner. Uh, but what they're telling us is consumers are quickly, quickly changing behavior. And now they are con concerned about where their money is going. This is from Chipotle, right? You're talking, what, $8, $9, $10 burritos? Their CEO is telling us that the consumer is concerned. They are tapped out. Canada and New Zealand. I talked about Canada and New Zealand a week or so ago about the housing markets, adjustable rate mortgages. Well, the fun doesn't stop. Looks like both Canada and New Zealand raised their prime rate half a basis or yeah, 50 basis points, half a percent. It's going to make their adjustable rate mortgages even more expensive. Uh, I am concerned about the ramifications in Canada and New Zealand. Looks like Musk is going to be buying Twitter. Uh, remember, we talked about Musk buying roughly 9%. Musk telling the board, no, thank you. And I said, hey, is he going to flip it or go hostile? Well, it looks like he's going hostile. Uh, he's going to offer $43 billion, a 54% premium. He wants to transform Twitter as a private company because free speech is that important. And then finally, Michael Burry from the big short fame is out talking about the Fed. He is very... I think if you look at Michael, he's very negative, right? Generally speaking, uh, he is not lighting up on the negativity. He says the Fed is not interested in helping Main Street. The Fed is simply looking to reload the gun so they can bail out Wall Street when they have to. Again, it is inevitable, according to Michael. He's talking about the Fed has zero concern about inflation. Uh, 
I certainly see where Michael's coming from. Uh, I certainly do not agree. It uh, until proven otherwise, I'm going to assume that the existing team finally has got religion. Uh, you can test this by the fact: Do they raise 50 basis points at the next three meetings? If they raise 50 basis points in the next three me- meetings into a slowing economy, that tells me that they are interested in helping Main Street. If they don't, if they only do it, say, in May and everything else is a quarter, then yes, I will re- admit that Michael is correct. Folks, do me a favor. The Daily Financial News is here for you. Like, subscribe, comment, say hello. It helps the YouTube algorithm. If you're still watching, say hi to Sonny. Yes, somebody commented that he looks like an Ewok. Both Sonny and Happy looked exactly like Ewoks when they were uh, puppies, you know, six, seven, eight weeks. It was it was freaky how similar to Ewoks they were. So again, folks, I dressed up for you this morning. Like, subscribe, comment. It's really weird. I looked in my closet and said, hey, I haven't worn a dress shirt in like four years. So I put one on. I got my power tie on. All for you.